here we were both working full time making way more money than we'd ever made yeah. and we had nothing in savings <laughs> we had you know we didn't know where our paychecks were going so um I spent one night, I was on night shift at the time, and it was one of my off nights, and at three in the morning, I'm sitting on the couch like, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. You know, so I went through the check register, and I added up everything that I felt was not necessary, mm. and I did it for three months. I went back three months, and there was all of our money at restaurants, and everything the kids ever wanted to attend and clothing and shoes mm -hmm. and camping gear and you know just mm -hmm. all this stuff and I thought what in the world are we doing here mm -hmm. so we did a 30-day spending freeze and I said we're not buying anything nothing besides grocery gas and as Dave Ramsey puts yeah. it these four walls um, that month we paid $1,900 towards our debt Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. It's been a while, and we we've, got a... Uh, we've took a hiatus, but we're back now for a very special guest. Added feature of holding the microphones. Wow. Poor strength. <laughs> uh, all right, we have Eleanor Blair, or as... What are you on Facebook, Eleanor? What's your maiden name? Oh, my maiden name is Farrell. Eleanor Farrell Blair. There yes. we go. Welcome, Eleanor. Thank you. Um, Eleanor has been with. How long have you been been part of the gym? It feels um, like it's been a it, long time. It'll but be it, three years in March. So yeah, wow. definitely a long time. Time flies. Yeah, it does. I feel like recently you've hit a little bit more of a stride with a lot of things in your life, whether it comes to nutrition, exercise, not to say you weren't doing great before, but I feel like you've definitely really come into your own with figuring out exactly, um, what you're striving for at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, what was that change for you? Um, I think seeing the progress in my own kids here, um, Michaela and Alex have grown so much being here. Um, so they've really pushed me. Michaela has pushed me to become, I, I feel like, a better mom. Mm. I feel I've found pictures of Alex from uh, probably right when you guys started. And it was like, as he was like a little kid. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's no longer a little kid. He has really come into his own. And yeah. Huge change in confidence, everything. That's awesome. Well, uh, I won't dive in too quickly there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and, um, you know, what you do and all that kind of good okay. stuff. Uh, well, I'm from Aurora, Indiana, just across the river. So that's where I grew up. I went in the Navy straight out of high school. Wow. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out of high school. Served as a military police officer Jeez. for just a couple months short of five years. Went to college while I was in, had our oldest son while I was in. We actually met in Japan and then married two years later in Japan and had our oldest, went to, got to San Diego, continued to go to college, um, got discharged, honorable discharge. My time was up, came back here, um, 
because my mom was not well at the time. When and you say came back here, Northern Kentucky? Came back to Aurora. Aurora? Yeah, okay. Aurora, Indiana. Um, continued my college, worked through my bachelor's, master's, worked full-time, had two more babies in the mix of that, and worked as a college admissions advisor for about nine years, and then took my current role with the 911 Center. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> your story is way way cooler than mine. I just want to throw it out there. You met your husband in Japan? Yes, after I'd been there about two So months. you were like on a ship? or like, uh, No, uh, I was fortunate enough to be um, shore duty the whole time I was Shore on. duty? Yeah, he was on a ship. Yeah. So, yeah we what did you think of Japan? I loved it. Yeah. We'll go back in a minute. Yeah, I've we, heard. It's probably why you got married there. Yeah, we yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we have a marriage certificate that's in Japanese that's translated to... English. Wow. Yeah. How that whole thing shake out? So you guys get engaged and like Yeah, right we to, came home. Right to We'd been dating about a year and a half. Year came, and a half. Came home. Um, bought engagement rings here to tell, you know, to t- my engagement ring here to tell our parents that mm. hey, we were going to do this. Uh, went back to Japan for about 6 more months. We had about 6 months left. And then ended up um, we were going to be separated. We weren't married yet, mm-hmm. so we were going to be separated. And they said, well, the only way to keep you together is if you're married. Oh, so, so that made it easy. <laughs> yeah, like, so well, we're going to do this eventually. We, so We went out to yeah. the Japanese courthouse, and that was that. And I didn't tell my parents at the time. He told his. I didn't tell mine. And wow. Because we had already paid for the reception hall. We'd done all this stuff. So How does that conversation happen yeah. when you get back? Well, it didn't. <laughs> so we came back in October and had our real our real wedding. Um, so well, that's was... that's a very cool story. So when did you tell them that you were officially married in Japan? Then uh, my mom and dad did. They weren't very clear on it. They weren't real sure had, if we'd gotten married because I didn't want to tell them because they'd spent all this money and. Do they know now, or are they just finding out on this podcast? No, my brother actually found out about 10 years after the fact when he saw our marriage certificate on our wall and said, oh, that's cool. You had your marriage certificate translated to Japanese. No. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. Light bulb moment. And he was actually in our wedding. So he said, but I stood up there with you. You guys were already married? Yeah. That (laughs) is incredible. (laughs) Very cool. So... Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So um, then after you left the Navy, then where'd you go again? Um, we came back here. We okay. went from Japan to San Diego, did a couple years in San Diego, and then came home um, here back to... Where Where is Aurora? Just across the river when you pass like the Argosy Casino or Hollywood okay. Casino, mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah. now, um, the next town Got it. that you go through. Gotcha. And you've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how how did you get into the whole nine one one you know field? Well, I when I obviously I had the military police background, um, so I started out as a criminal justice major with my degree, and then ended up changing over to business, and I received an MBA. Um, but worked at the college for about nine years. Kids were middle school age. We had just moved over here was really struggling with finding them transportation after school, getting them involved in stuff after school. So I was just going to leave my full-time job at the college and get them through their middle school and high school years. And this position opened up at the 911 Center 
and it was 14 days a month, but considered full time. So I thought, well, this would be perfect. I could be night shift, be there to get them on and off the bus. And took so you it. made it was sacrifices. More money. Yeah, it was more money than kids. what I was making in higher ed. So that's took it. that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Because I already had the certifications from when I was in the military. I'd received some of those certifications already. Hmm. So it was just a matter of renewing those again. Um, so I made the sacrifice to, I was really worried about the kids getting through that middle school and high school time period. Yeah. What, um, you know, we don't have to go into any detail of specific calls or things like that, but what kind of, I mean, you're, you're generally talking to people probably on the worst day of their lives in a lot of, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Um, how difficult is that on a regular basis to deal with? It's incredibly difficult. Um, you I'm sure you also get some silly calls. It's, we do, the, we the do kind some of silly like, calls, which kind we of can maybe talk the, talk about those too. Break break that up, but yeah, you are talking to someone who's in the worst moment of their life for sure. Um, but on the flip side of that, it makes you incredibly grateful for what you may have going on in your own life. So as long as you keep that perspective. Uh, I don't mm. think it affects you as much, but there's always those calls that just stick with you and makes you wonder, you know, should I have started CPR with that person sooner? Or should mm. I, you know, so you question yourself and, um, but you, you just got to work. What, what's, what's maybe the general, it's, you know, I've never had to call, you know, knock on wood. Um, well, maybe one or, one or two times, but I don't think there's anything that was life threatening at the time. What kind of things are running through your mind when someone calls with, um, you know, someone who's been hurt or something like that? Um, really, obviously, the first thing is to get their location. And it, mm. it's shocking how much people are not aware of their surroundings. They don't know where they are. Uh, so that's, you know, that's obviously the first thing. But then you're immediately thinking, what can I do to help them? What can I do to get this situation you know the police there as soon as we possibly can um and then you also have to think what am i sending my officer into what am i sending my first responder into mm -hmm. so you go from trying to figure out what's going on with them are they safe then determining okay what's my first responder going into um so. Yeah, that's a high stressful situation. It's probably, yes. probably why like, 14, I think I'm starting to sweat. Just yeah, 14, <laughs> 14 days a week is is definitely full time. I mean, because you yeah. need that yes. you need that break. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it's fourteen. Yeah, it's fourteen days a month. A week. Um, yeah. yeah, a month. So this guy doesn't know how much days in a week are. <laughs> so it, you know, people are like, oh, you have, you know, fourteen to sixteen days off a month. Well, we, you know, we are on call a couple days a, a week or a month. <laughs> yeah. See, so, it's not just me. Yeah, not just you. So, uh, but you need that time. The first day off is really recovering mm, yeah. <laughs> from the 12 hour shift you just came I, off I get of. that vibe. Your husband's a nurse. Yes. Like I get that vibe from nursing, you know, uh, members here, members that are nurses and doctors as well. Like anyone that's dealing with that, that trauma mm -hmm. constantly, I feel like that would be, you know, in our world of like CrossFit, it's like doing like all the classes in one day. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh man. Like that's a that's a lot um and that's from a coaching but then almost it's if we like actually did the workouts you know you're working out eight hours a day because you guys are on high alert because you don't know or, or you or a person gets hurt coming. every single class right. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> right so i think it's like you said that perspective 
I'm sure that you can draw some positives from that. But at the same time, it's definitely, there's, it's almost unavoidable that it's mm -hmm. draining. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is. It's absolutely draining. But, um, you know, I've got some great coworkers that are a lot of fun yeah. and keep, keep We've met some lively. of them. You've met some <laughs> of them. Um, but I also have my husband who is, you know, a cardiac cath lab nurse where he's dealing face-to-face mm. -face with trauma. So um, that's good to have him. Kind of bounce things yeah. off of each other, yeah. Very good to have him. What are some of the funnier things that people have called? You don't have to be specific with names, maybe some general. Um, we, I think the one that, that sticks out in my mind the most is probably, I hadn't been there very long and a lady had called and, you know, she was having a domestic with her husband and they had asked if there were any weapons involved in, in this and she said, well, he, he, or he said, she's throwing peanut butter jelly sandwiches at me. Oh, and is that all a weapon? Here down the hall is the police officer start singing peanut butter jelly time oh, as gosh. he was responding, you know, to that call. So that was probably the one that oh, that's hilarious. Out. That's amazing. Apparently, she was making his lunch, and his lunch consisted of peanut butter and jelly. And he didn't want that. No, and it went downhill from there. So that one's oh my gosh. Well, hopefully they're doing well now. Yes, I, hope so. I feel like that's a fight so. everybody who's ever been in a relationship has had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, where where and when does kind of fitness come into your life? Well, it comes into my life after every day when I get off work. I come straight here. Yeah. Mm. Um, when, when did you start kind of – I feel like everyone has a moment where they're like, um, wow, I need to either do something or I miss – this aspect of my life or, you know, like for you, I think a lot, like what can I do with my kids that makes it them, you know, be a little bit more involved. It was, there was there an actual moment or is it just a gradual thing? Yeah. Um, it was actually Michaela. I'm going to blame it on Michaela. Mm -hmm. Um, she was involved in the girls on the run program starting in, I think it was second or third grade where they did a 5k at the end of the eight to 12 week training period. So she did her first one and of course you needed to have a parent or somebody go with you to this 5k and I think she was eight or nine at that time I want to say and I said well I'll do it with you no problem 5k that mm -hmm. you know I was, I, was in the, I was in the military yeah. it's yeah. fine so we did this 5k and it was awful I just thought of course I it could. is you're running <laughs> I just thought well I can do this no problem well that was it was on a Saturday and I just remember spending the rest of the weekend on the couch Oof. and thinking this isn't right that I was just outrun by my nine-year-old so that was probably the you get some self-awareness yeah yeah so any anyway every year after that she did it it was twice a year every year after that and I started running after that, mm. um, and then I made the boys and my husband do the 5Ks with us every time she had one, and then it just kind of went from there. We were doing other 5Ks on the weekends, added some 10Ks in there, um, did the flying pig half a couple of times, mm. and That's actually big. was so so into it that I'd asked the college that I worked at if I could do a 5k to raise scholarship raise money for scholarships so i was the race director for the 5k there at the college raise money for scholarships and then that 5k is still in place wow there so that's kind of cool. that's awesome 
That's fantastic. Um, what's it, What's that race called? Well, it was at that time called the Ivy Tech Trot. So okay. raised money for the Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society students. Okay. Um, they've changed the name a couple of times on it, so I'm not sure what it is now. They're having one actually um, tomorrow that is the Ivy Tech Monster Madness for Halloween. So. Awesome. Hmm. That's yeah. great. Where's the school at? In Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. I mean, a lot of people... I feel like that's, you know, a common occurrence where maybe a kid, you, you have this realization of like, I'm not where I need to be. And then there's a response, mm-hmm. right? And that's ultimately what you can control. Us as individuals, people that might be listening, you can respond to the event. The event was the 5K. The result was, mm-hmm. you know, oh boy, my nine-year-old beat me. And then your response was... I need to do something which inevitably you know which led to you starting a race to have scholarships yeah. that's incredible yeah that's, you should be really proud of yourself that's awesome and now fun. you're here so when <laughs> did crossfit or what did someone drag you here like how did you find us no um i had been going to a different gym and it closed mm. um and Around, it closed actually around the same time that I had lost my mom. Mm. So I didn't know what to do with myself. I had lost 40 pounds at that point. Wanted to find something that mm-hmm. I could really enjoy. Um, I was really struggling with a lot of um, inflammation, just not feeling well. And I felt like it was from the running. Like I felt like I was just really, really inflamed. Running is never the answer. <laughs> so I started... Um, playing around with weights a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband at the time was weightlifting five, six days a week, so mm-hmm. he was showing me some things, and I thought, there's no way I can, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, went to a doctor, my family doctor, and she said, well, you just need to slow down. You know, you're at an age 36, 37, where, mm-hmm. you know, you just need to back off. You're over the things. hill. Oh, yeah. I mean, geez. um I left there furious. Yeah. Doctors like, are kind of interesting I people sometimes for how smart they I are. I am 36 years old. I'm not going to yeah. lay down and die right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, she referred me to a rheumatologist thinking, uh-huh. well, you've got some issues going on here. And mm-hmm. So I went to the rheumatologist and luckily she said, you need to lose weight and mm-hmm. you need to eat better. Wow, what a difference of an answer. Yes, yes. And she said, there's no reason that you can't be lifting weights and you can't be doing these things. Mm, So I like this person. Yeah. Anyway, she explained to me, you need to eat clean. You don't eat processed stuff. You don't eat these Mm -hmm. things. And so anyway. How how long ago was that? Um, That was about seven or eight years ago. So that changed everything for me because I thought I was eating clean and I thought I was eating... Mm-hmm. great things and she said no you're not mm. I don't want you to eat anything processed I want you to stick to the perimeter of the grocery store um, mm. if there's something in the label you can't pronounce I don't want you eating it so anyway after meeting with her that was when I had lost the 40 pounds so I told her I said, there's no way I can lose this I've never been that size and mm-hmm. she said yeah you can and mm. I did yeah and um, that's, that's so she awesome. was the one that encouraged me with the strength training and then um, I went to that gym for several years and then they closed and then mm-hmm. 
after I lost my mom, the it's weight started uh, yeah, creeping, yeah. creeping on. And about a year later was when I called you. I just mm-hmm. started Googling right. CrossFit and strength training, and you guys just kept coming up, and the reviews were great. The fundamentals, they, they, where you offer the fundamentals for mm-hmm. them to come in, you were the only one that I could find that offered more than just one. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. I needed somebody mm-hmm. to, to teach me. And Everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. I impl- implement that saying into anything. You know, I, I, we always say that it's like learning a new language. Like you would go take a course on learning a language. You wouldn't go to like a one-day seminar. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just can't do that. That's not how you're, you're retraining, you're relearning how to, how to move, how to work different things in your body that, that haven't moved that way in a while. So you, you need more than, you know, in reality, you need more than just the fundamental sessions, but mm-hmm. you have to stop at some point, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that you taking the, the time to kind of probably do a little bit of research, mm-hmm. you know, um, instead of just jumping into things is, uh, is definitely helpful as well. Um, what are some of the kind of deciding factors for you to, you know, and I don't want you to just talk about like, Oh, you guys are great. But what were some of the things that you were looking for in a gym and community that ended up it being here? Well, I think, um, I was shocked that people greeted me when I came in because <laughs> I can remember one of the first people that greeted me was Judy. Oh man. She's and a rock star. She came up and, you know, asked my name, introduced herself, mm-hmm. and a couple other people came up after that, and I thought, wow, this is yeah. this is great. Special. This is weird, but yeah, this is Yeah, yeah, it's weird at like, first, but what, it, yeah. Yeah, and will this continue? Like, right. will this continue? <laughs> Who is that weird how, person? How much are they, pay, <laughs> how much are, these pay, are they paying these members to say hi to me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, um, but I, I mean, I really did almost back it in reverse and pull back out of the parking lot mm. i mean it took everything in my being to, to walk through that and that's where we try and you know um in the way that we handle things now is like you know our one of our again one of our underlying sayings that mark and i have are we want to meet you where you're at mm-hmm. like we i understand what it feels like to to be the outlier and feel completely out of place mark does as well like anybody maybe not in a gym so to speak but like in many other facets of my life do i feel super out of place like, mm-hmm. and if there was someone there to walk me through it, it would make things so much easier, you know? And so that's where we try. We, we want to meet you where you're at and explain that, like, you don't have to be this rock star athlete j- to exercise. That's all we're doing is exercising. Put whatever label you want on it. All we're doing is exercising, you know? Yeah, and I think to second that, like, the more you can lean into those kind of environments where you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't really want to go in. And then, look, you went in, and here we are three years later, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into your successes you've had with us. Um, and that those didn't come easily like you've had setbacks and you've come back Mm -hmm. and it's definitely your your mindset and everything like that but so many people when it comes to fitness kind of do what's comfortable you know they kind of stay in their lane or like say it's easy to go run so I'm just gonna run and run and run or you know I'm gonna go through the door at a you know a bigger gym that's that's got a low monthly rate and I'm just gonna kind of piecemeal workout together that's all stuff that I know how to do or it's not really challenging you know minimally on a day-to-day basis here you will be challenged with the workout and that doesn't mean that you're going to have to lift all the weights and do all the things and that's just not here it's obviously 
tons of gyms all, all across you know the the world for that matter but the point is you came in you know so people that are on that same train as you were like man i just want to put it in reverse and pull out and look i've literally seen people do that in the parking lot and i want to just like run down the street and tell them to come back and it's going to be okay Mm -hmm. but until you make that mindset flip which you clearly did like hey i'm going to do this and then i know like early on you even had a setback was like your shoulder your wrist Mm -hmm. and you very easily that's that's like a common story whenever you get involved with weights like oh i got hurt so now i'm done that's just how you know woe is me i can't catch a break but guess what you were like you know what mark i'm doing this and I had no doubt. And then obviously you get momentum with your son and your daughter coming in. And now, I mean, I look at you guys as unstoppable. I really do when I see you come into the gym. So, yeah. Um, and, and also I don't, again, like for both Mark and I, like we don't want to make this about us. You're the one doing the work. We're just supplying a place to do it. So, yeah. I mean, definitely kudos to you and, and your just will and, you know, testament to just how hard you work that you are where you are now. So, you know, it's, it's, we're just providing the place to do it at. So thank you for, for thank being you. a part yeah. of it. Um, so, uh, Alex and, and Michaela, like where do they kind of fall into the picture at? Oh my goodness. Um, well with Michaela, you know, she saw me doing it mm-hmm. and she actually, Alex started first. Yeah. Started Alex the came, team boot uh, camp that summer. Yep. Coming for a little summer. Yeah. Summer boot camp. Came in for the summer boot camp. Uh, Michaela saw him doing that. And she said, well, I would like to do the next boot camp. I said, well, if you do the next boot camp, because it was a 5 a.m. boot camp, mm-hmm. then if you do this, I will pay for your membership. But you have to do it every, you know, the three days a week for the whole 12 weeks. And she was a senior in high school. She said, I will. And she did. Your kids are so much better than I was at that <laughs> age. <laughs> so, and she did, and she loved it. And, I mean, the first few months, I think all of us, really, there were a lot of tears outside mm. of here mm. with, what are we doing? Yeah, you know, the way Jared treated this you. This is crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> to see her and, and him both struggle through that and still come back, that was... Yeah. That's just, it's just in you. I don't know how to say that. Like, that's how you develop grit, you know, all these like kind of characteristics that I have no doubt, like Michaela, you know, as young as she is, she's going to go on to be successful Yes. and whatever she does Yes. because she has that attitude. Alex, the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Jarrett said, I'm very jealous of them. You know, I, you know, I'm in my early thirties now and I feel like I'm just starting to develop some of the skills they have already. I'm, I'm just learning how to wake up at that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five o'clock. What is that? Yeah, so I'll be up till eleven PM. I can't do five AM. Yeah, Yeah. I can't either. I can't either. And I was really, you know, shocked that she really stuck through it. Um because there were mornings where she was not a happy camper. Mm -hmm. You know, of course you're gonna have that. Um, Absolutely. So there were a couple mornings that I even came in with her because I thought if she's getting up You're gonna do it. I'm gonna get up with her. So um, and then at the end of that, she ended up doing, we ended up doing the flying pig, the half. Wow. So that was big for her. She had had senior prom the night before. Mm-hmm. So didn't get home till well, 2.30 in day? the morning. And then we were up at 4.30 leaving for the the pig. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and not to just push past that, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about how it, 
feels like these wins in your life start to bleed over more so into financial realm and in food and like I'm seeing you post things that are you know um, just related to basically it, for lack of a better term cleaning up your life mm -hmm. you know like you clean up your diet you clean up your exercise you're cleaning up your financial life like so where how does how do these other things start with you because it hasn't just been overnight right. but now you're seeing the kind of the fruits of your labor yeah um gosh i mean it really started it a couple years ago with um with our finances anyway mm -hmm. you know realizing that we had always been pretty much one income um we had always somebody had always been home with the kids somebody mm -hmm. had always worked the other shift or part-time so it was mm -hmm. here we were both working full-time making way more money than we'd ever made mm -hmm. and we had nothing in savings <laughs> we had you know we didn't know where our paychecks were going so um, I spent one night I was on night shift at the time and it was one of my off nights and at 3 in the morning I'm sitting on the couch like what is happening here mm -hmm. you know so I went through the check register and I added up everything that I felt was not necessary mm. and I did it for three months I went back three months and there was all of our money at restaurants and everything the kids ever wanted to attend and clothing and shoes mm -hmm. and camping gear and you know just mm -hmm. all this stuff and I thought what in the world are we doing here mm -hmm. so we did a 30-day spending freeze and I said we're not buying anything nothing besides grocery gas and as Essentials. Dave Ramsey puts yeah. it these four walls um, that month we paid $1,900 towards our debt. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So um, we didn't quite do it the Dave Ramsey way because we still contributed to retirement and, you know, we still did some vacationing in there. It worked out. Um, but it worked out. So, yeah, we've worked very, very hard in the last 10 months to clean all that up. So what are some of the the, the outcomes of that? Because I just saw that you just posted about um, your, your zero debt outside of your mortgage, right? Yes. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you got to pay off? So we paid off my student loan yes. uh, from Huge. my graduate program, which was unneeded. It was an unnecessary mm. student loan because my mm. schooling was paid for. Mm. But I, you know, used it to pay off the debt we had at the time. And so mm -hmm. really that's debt from 14 years ago from mm. my graduate program wow. that, you know, we didn't need mm -hmm. to do. Um, the rest of it was just what was on a credit card from me continuing to transfer this credit card balance from whenever it was I just kept transferring it to a zero percent mm -hmm. you know so it's easier to just let that auto draft go through and mm -hmm. so we really didn't have a tremendous about amount of debt but it was a burden mm -hmm. you know kept it around like a pit like he says yeah you know it's just an auto draft what's that feel like now it's incredible mm -hmm. it's incredible it's no, freeing we, right we've got money in emergency savings you know we had mm -hmm. car repair this week that we'd been holding off on that was thirteen hundred dollars that just write a check for it yep so yeah i don't i don't feel like that's a coincidence you know what i mean from a just a strong mother like yourself raising your kids the way you have i feel like you guys are so tight-knit too like you know, your husband i know he's we not are. here but he's been here before mm -hmm. i've met him tremendous guy um 
I feel like the only one I haven't met is your oldest son. Yes. And yes. Uh, I'm sure he's awesome too. But, you know, I would love any type of wisdom. Jared's wife's pregnant. You know, I'm in a, <laughs> uh, you know, a mar- I'm married is what I'm trying to say. And uh, headed down the family path. I think everyone figures it out at different times in their lives. And it's clearly like it wasn't like you guys didn't have, have it figured out um, with raising your kids. Like they definitely are very polite. They show up on time. You know, they put their stuff away, all this stuff. So anything at all in that regard, whenever, you know, you've, you started seeing this transformation, obviously with your kids. But how have, how have you guys built like culture within your family? Um, I think mostly just respect I mean, mm. we try to respect each other's boundaries I mean obviously I'm dealing with a 21 year old a 19 year old and a 17 year old at this point so you know just knowing that they're entitled to a bad day too mm. you know that's been big for me especially when I think maybe they're getting an attitude with me or you know or whatever I have bad days too mm-hmm. so I need to kind of take a step back when they right when they have a bit of an attitude. Don't always like mm-hmm. crack the whip just because you're the mom yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but also I think personal responsibility is big in our mm. house. Um, and this a little bit ties back to the finances, I guess. We've always known that our kids would pay half their tuition. Always. Mm. We've always said that, that we will pay half and you will pay half. Um, but you're going to pay up front and then we will reimburse you. Um, so that has given them buy-in. Wow. Um, so with our oldest, when he was at Gateway, because we chose to send him there because we could pay cash for it, you know, and transfer to a four-year school, um, he paid up front. And then as his grades filtered in, we reimbursed. Wow. So we did that the first two years. So by doing that, it allowed him to save for his third and fourth year. Wow. So he will graduate debt-free and that's what that's we're going to do with Michaela as well so they've they've always worked you know they they paid half they paid half of their car they pay their car insurance they pay their gas money so it's so important to learn about money early mm-hmm. you know I I still have student loan debt we just paid a big chunk of it off which was awesome but it is like a um, I'm trying to envision like a chain with the big like ball on it like the big black mm-hmm. you know that, that really is you know what it what it's like it's kind of that cloud over your head it kind of follows you around and i'll tell you what you're doing an amazing service to your kids and their their future yes. and again it doesn't mean that just because you have debt you know you're doomed or whatever like we're doing all right but it's it's just so different and i wish like what you just said there like that that would have been maybe our approach like to to college and be like you know what maybe Maybe I would have went to a different school or, or what, whatever. But again, that's kind S- of the signing thing. your name on the dotted line at nineteen. <laughs> it's yeah, it's you don't have the perspective. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we've we've talked about perspective and self awareness. You just don't know what you don't know. So it's not like, you know, you can sit here and call me a dummy for doing it. Look, probably millions, at least hundreds of thousands of kids did that. Yeah. And guess what? It's a scam, and we're just now kind of figuring that right. out. Whenever you're crippling these kids with debt with high interest, it's just not the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would like I, I'm glad we're at a place now. I feel like in society where people are at least educating themselves, you know, and and, and, and doing, going down different routes if yeah. they if need be. Mm-hmm. You know, being being a little bit smarter, 
about, and I won't get in like the high horse of like the college yeah. experience, but like, that's what we were told. That's, mm-hmm. what you're, you know, like that's how, that's well, what you do, you know, that's what yeah. you do. And I was, you know, I think I was the first one in my family outside of my mom to, to, you know, to go to college mm-hmm. and, and all these things. So it was like, it's this exciting thing, but at the same time, it's like, did I have to have that experience three hours away from home or could I've done this xyz at at you know closer area and and save money and Mm -hmm. you know we just paid off my student loans last year Mm -hmm. you know and i'm 34 now you know so 33 at the time so it's like one of those things where again catching this early on um i guess to the point like mark's point is 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 a very good service to to your kids and uh to your family and um again i don't think that there's any coincidence that your success with that your success in the gym your success in the kitchen is is just by happen chance it's a cognitive decision that you have to make day in and day out to make active changes in your life if it hurts every time you walk and you just keep walking on it it's never going to get better. You have to find the root of the problem like you did with your finances, like you did with your health, like you, like everything. Like you have to make this cognitive choices. I'm going to pick X path instead of Y path every single time it comes up. And if I go down the wrong path now and again, I can always correct it. So I, I guess that's the, 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 the underlying reason for anybody's success is they continually make the right decision even if it's difficult, more often than not. Yeah. And I guess it can be as simple as that. And, I mean, we've had some difficult months, and we've had difficult months where um, I think think back when Michaela first looked at going to Christ for her nursing degree, um, I said, well, if you do this, I need you to take as many classes as you can while you're still in high school and that summer before a gateway mm. because this is going to save us a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And she didn't really fully understand that. And so we went through those numbers with her. And, you know, of course, it's that meant it was more of a burden on her for sure, taking college classes along with her high school curriculum. But she buckled down and she did that because she knew it was going to make a difference overall. And, you know, by her making that decision to, to move forward with the Gateway classes, that saved $8,000 alone. Um, but I really think you just, for us, we are always very real with our kids. We don't hide anything. We are very open about mistakes that we've made. Um, and I think think that's what we try and do here a lot too. Like I want everyone to know, like, like if, if Mark and I are talking about our experiences, not so that you can hear about Mark and I's experiences because we've screwed up way more times when it comes to either the business or fitness, um, that, that most people have. So if we can curb some sort of injury or some sort of, uh, metaphorical injury in a business, like, Oh, I would like to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had lunch with a buddy of mine where he's just starting out within his first year in their business. And it's like, Hey, try this because we did it this other way and it was not good. You yeah. know? So anytime you can give some, someone some insight, it's only going to help them. And, the other half of that is being open to other people's insight. Yes. Well, and you know, and it's the best way to build relationships too, right? When you can be vulnerable with people, because be what real. you're saying, yeah, mm-hmm. when what you're, you know, if you just are this kind of, 
you know, authoritative figure that doesn't make any mistakes, like your kids aren't going to be able to relate to you. Right. You know, it's just like you have to get on their level and understand like, hey, it's okay. Like, obviously we expect this grade or whatever, but it's not the end of the world if you get one bad grade on a test. Yes. All right. Or whatever. Um, I'd love you to share how much weight the Blairs have lost. Oh if there's goodness. a running count, there, it doesn't have to be exact, but I know you guys are doing great. Um, Do you guys have like one of those little thermostats on the wall? You know, like you're doing <laughs> like a school fundraiser? We probably should have. We probably should uh, have. should do like a person though. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Michaela has lost about 45 to 50 pounds. Wow. Um, her, the inches though for her she is just phenomenal. Um, Alex has lost about 30. Excellent. Also gotten extreme. Both of them have gotten, become extremely strong. Yes. It's not strong. like, it's not yes. like they're just like yeah, that's so, skinny. That's yes. like the thing that everyone's after too. When you come to the gym, right? How do I become smaller, but stronger? Yeah. They've done that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then I've lost about 18. Mm. My husband who obviously doesn't go here, but he's lost 63. Wow. And our oldest who's, very skinny has gained yeah. about 15 because he That's goes good. to the gym yeah. every night at we talked about this at 8 mm-hmm. 8 30 yeah, at night with his group of buddies i used to do that that's that's, that's, and where, it's every that's night. where mark and i met you yeah. know that yeah. Urban active. yeah every night he he works out so and again he started working out because he saw us mm. coming here contagious yeah he he saw us coming here but he had this group that he was already kind of with mm. so um it's funny now to hear their conversations because McKill mm-hmm. and Alex will say, Hey, well, why don't you try this? And mm-hmm. so they're having this whole conversation mm-hmm. that I'm not even involved in, which is really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And you've definitely, um, set a lot of people on a path to, to better themselves. So I, you're not a, you're not a bragging type person, but I'll brag on you for a little bit. You definitely love having you in class, love having you, the Blairs. Uh, the Blairs. I mean, it's cool just to see you guys come in. Um, you know, when, when we did that internal competition with our friends over at CrossFit on the river, uh, you know, you showing up with the family to support them, you know, was it just Michaela in that? Michaela was just in that. Yeah. So like, so like everyone showed up just to, to, to be a part of that. And again, I, I love having you guys here and a part of this community. So thank you so much for, for being a part of it. Um, I want to kind of wrap things up and we usually, um, just ask a pretty simple question. If you've listened to these, just to what's your, what's your definition of success? You've had a lot of successes lately. Oh gosh. I would say probably contentment mm. and just living simply, um, just being happy with what you have and grateful for what you have. I think so many people, you know, whenever they preach like online or whatever, no one preaches contentment. Mm-hmm. That's almost like a, Oh, well, you're never content. Like, you're always, yeah. and there, there's so much benefit of that. And it's something that you really have to dig deep to find because mm-hmm. it's hard to not get caught up in. Um, what's next? What's next? Yeah. 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 Well, thank you again for uh, for being on here today. Thank Appreciate you. you stopping by. She's gonna go rock out on yeah, twenty point two. Twenty point. That's what's next for you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put this video and then her working out side by side. This. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to Triumph Every Day. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Find us at triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength.
Thanks, guys. Thanks, Eleanor. Thank you.